Welcome to episode 226 of the Bat Flip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Today is edition number 130 of Bub and the Bat Flip. Bub and I take a look at week 17 of FAB. Uh, we are slowly going through all of these weeks of FAB, and uh, this was an interesting one. Um, a lot of interesting decisions to make about potential speculations on injured guys or closers or steals or, or whoever so hope you enjoy the show as always if you do please leave a rating and review on itunes always appreciate that let's get this party started and welcome back everybody to another episode of bub and the bat flip episode 130 we recap the week 17 fab action as people are slowly dwindling away in the uh, the fab uh, uh, i guess uh, energy is the best way i'll put it uh, you can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host is always on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. Toby, how are we doing, man? Doing pretty well, Bubba. You're recording on a Monday night. You know, my, my Tuesday mojo is pretty good. My Monday mojo, maybe a little bit less energy. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Talk fab. It was an interesting fab period. I think it was it was challenging for a variety of different reasons, but that I can't really put my finger exactly on. But it just felt like very felt very difficult to order the bids. You know, a lot of similar situations, whether it was closer specs or speed specs or whatever it was, it was really hard to find that um, that right order that you felt comfortable with that you weren't like changing up until, you know, 7 p.m. or whatnot on the on the on the West Coast at least. So but so I'm excited to to to, to dive in with you. Yeah, it should be fun because I, I was doing my bids. It was a lot of the same players, obviously, that I was going for. But I, I'm, I'm needing to start focusing more on certain leagues, not participating and lowering my bids. Because I mentioned last week that one OC I was in had like five bids with no runner-ups. And I was like, ah, it's because of the holiday. Yeah, no, it happened again this weekend. Same mm-hmm. thing. So I, I need to start maybe uh, tempering my bids in that one. We'll see. Uh, but that kind of goes for a lot of places. Uh Every league's different, but it seems like the numbers are starting to dwindle a bit. And so I'll we'll have to kind of see where that goes as uh, we keep chugging along as we have about two, two and a half months of the season to go. And we'll kick it off, as always, uh, online championship um, roster ads for the week. Ramon Urias, this is what tells you what time of the year we are in, Toby, was the most added player at OCs in 112 leagues, as high as $48, as low as $1. And it's hard to argue how good he's been lately. He's been very, very good. Uh, just going back to July 5th, he's been crushing it. And that's only like a 10-game sample or so, give or take. I'm probably 15 games. He's hitting 400 with four home runs, only striking out 13.5% of the time. He's been very, very good. He's also a streaky player. So like, uh, will this sustain? Probably not. But multi-position eligibility, playing well. Orioles are playing well. Very popular pickup for many people this week. Yeah, for sure. I actually got him in one of my OCs as well. Um, I missed out on him a bunch last week in the 15 teamers, but I was able to get him. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a really good example of just a player who's got all around solid skills and maybe a guy who is performing well under where, what the skills would indicate he should be at earlier in the year. And now we're starting to see, you know, um, see those skills kind of shine through a little bit. Um, you mentioned, you know, the low strikeout rate, you know, he's at 22.7%. So under the league average, um, he's down from last year as well. He's traditionally had better plate discipline, but the contact rate is, you know, right around league, league average, somewhat better. Hard hit rate is, is, is all right. But the ground ball rate is down a little bit, which I think is key for him. You see those 10 home runs, which is more than he's ever had in a season before, Although he's also, you know, had a maximum of 296 plate appearances last year, you know, when he hit that seven, but he's got a good average at 263, even though the BABIP isn't wild at 304, it's actually 40 points lower than his career average. And then when you look at, you know, what's interesting is you look at his overall major league profile, 
565 plate appearances, 18 home runs, 68 runs, 75 RBI. So as an everyday player, I mean, he's, he's right there. Like he's, he's pretty solid. You might want to see a little bit of growth in that power potential, but you know, the last two years he's got, you know, essentially close to 400, 350 batted ball events with a bat barrel rate above 9%. He's got 16 this year, decent max EV of 110, 48.8% hard hit. So that's just our very long way of saying he's just solid all around and he's hitting every single day. He's got the multi-position eligibility that you mentioned. I really wish you could have like a little bit of speed, you know, just yeah. to give us you know, a little bit more, but a really solid player to have. And this week, you know, he's got four, what does he have four against Tampa? And then he's got three at Cincy, yep. you know, which I'm wearing my hat today, my Cincy hat in honor of Jonathan India, who I believe we talked about either last week or the week before about how don't give up on him. Yep. Guys can turn it around quickly and look what we got going on. Yeah, no, I like your eyes. I'm glad you mentioned the quality of contact metrics. Like he's just been really hitting the ball well throughout his career, but even like in this little streak where he's run uh, hitting well, the, uh, the barrel rate, the hard hit rates, you mentioned the max EVs. He's, he's producing very, very well. I remember last year we talked about him as a guy we'd pick up a stream from time to time. Like the skills are there. It was kind of a playing time situation, and now he's got that every day. So I'm with you. It'd be nice if he'd run a bit. That'd be a nice perk. But um, you'll get, you know, three and a, we'll say three and a half categories, May, like almost four, but they're not completely there. So it's, it's a good add. And the multi-position eligibility with so many injuries right now is tremendous. So I did have bids in on him. I'm not saying I didn't. Uh, he wasn't one of my top guys. so I didn't get him anywhere. But I did like what we, we've seen from your eyes. And the fact he's playing every day is going to be tremendous. So I, I'm a big fan of that as well. And, uh, yeah, the India thing, by the way, tilts my face off because I, I, I still will never forget, like, Vlad and some guys were posting a few weeks ago. They picked him up off the waiver wire. Oh, and yeah. Who dropped him? Like, I get he struggled. He was hurt. But, my goodness, he's already started to rake again. Like, the dude just wasn't healthy. We've talked about it time and time again. He's too good. But I know certain situations deem necessary to, uh, you know, free up roster space. But, man, that's one of those guys that I just – I wouldn't have been able to stomach. But, uh, you know, to each their own. In those scenarios. Yeah. And one thing to remember for next year, you know, I know it's like a little bit early to be focused on next year, but he's the type of guy where he's going to drop a little bit compared to where he was last year, probably because the overall season metrics will be a little bit lower. This is assuming he doesn't just go totally off the hook like the rest of the season, you know, and so, you know, buy up that discount if it's the injury, you know, and, and I don't think anything, I guess he did have the hammy. So there is a little bit of yeah, a soft tissue if you there, yeah. but um i i really liked uh india preseason and you know I'm, I'm hoping he'll finish with a bang here and help me out in a couple leagues yeah when they took it when he got hurt the second time because they got him back too early they made a point to rest him longer i was like okay they're making sure he's 100 percent before they bring him back and it's like giddy up like he's and, and anything can happen those soft tissue injuries like you said they can they can you know come back up but i'll buy the dip next year that's for sure you give me a guy leading off in that ballpark yeah i'll, I'll take my chances in that scenario uh, next up on the docket was Gene Segura at 95 leagues as high as $68, obviously on the IL supposed to be coming back in like two, maybe three weeks. So people are just specking on him now, power, speed, batting average. We, we, we've talked about Gene Segura in the, in the preseason. I had to drop him everywhere. I had him. Uh, he's actually, I think coming back a little sooner than some, uh, might've thought initially, but, um, I, I get the move is just a pure speculation move. It looks like. Yeah, I picked him up in a few spots, including my OC. Man, I'm just following the crowd at this point, you know, just Urias and and Segura. I picked him up in a main event, too, um, or two. I don't know. Let me see. Um, I, I I had an overbid of like 30 bucks for him. But, man, I mean, he's – yeah, he can come back as soon as August 3rd. I believe he's starting his rehab stint. If he If he already hasn't, it should be soon. Um, no, I just got him in one main. I got him in main and TGFBI. Oh, I didn't get him in an OC. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> well, never mind. I lied to myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what might have been for Segura? He started off great. I mean, he wasn't doing anything remarkable except for the steals. I mean, eight steals, way above expectations. I mean, I think most projections had him 10 to 12 steals. And this was only like a month and a half into the season. He was looking so good. And I had him on a couple really key spots and he, that injury was brutal, but you know, it's the finger. You worry a little bit about the hitting, but it shouldn't impact his base stealing. 
you know, the Phillies are still pretending like they're in it, you know, that they're going to be able to do something. I mean, batting average, steals, a little bit of power. That's the one area I'm worried about with the finger injury. Because um, I think in reading the reports, you know, like everything has been good except for he feels some pain when he's throwing the ball. And so, you know, it's not without risk, but I think I bid 47 bucks for him in a main. I had like close to 300 left, but I've really felt like he's a difference maker. And as you, if you're looking for speed, it's just draining you everywhere. You know, like you just, whether it's, you're like me and you're not very smart and you have, you've had Josh Smith on your teams for the last few weeks or like, you know, whoever it is, um, just totally whiffing on speed. It's really crushing you in a lot of places. And Segura can come in and help you out in all five categories, really, especially with the, with the power dip that we're seeing this year. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I love Gene Segura. Um, Matt, I don't have him anywhere now, but uh, I get it. I get it. If you can pull off the stash for a couple more weeks, it's a, a nice spec to kind of bring you to a nice uh, improvement down the stretches. There's not many guys that can do what he can do going forward. Joey Wendell came off the IL on July 1st. He was picked up in 86 leagues this, this week, as high as $77. Since he was uh, returned on the first, five doubles, no homers, but uh, three stolen bases, hitting 299, striking out 8% of the time. He's been outstanding. Uh, obviously, we have Jazz Chisholm, RIP, out for the rest of the season pretty much, 60-day IL. Um, you have other injuries in that um, you have birdie still on the IL. So playing time is a plenty. For Joey Wendell, he's playing second base most of the time, but he's got some shortstop, some third base in there. He's a stud. Uh, the power's never been a big thing for Joey, but he can get on base, he can score runs, he can steal bags. Another really good asset for people that could, uh, need some speed on their team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, this is just like a week-to-week play. He's got, or theoretically, he had four at Cincy, and then the Marlins also have like a good second second part of the week, right? Who do they have? They have four at Cincy. Oh, no, not very good. Uh, Mets. Then they have the Mets for three. So that's a little bit tougher. But for those four games, you know, he was a nice little value um, for that short, short week. You know, you mentioned like the steals with the Marlins are up a little bit. You know, his career high is actually 16 back in 2018, but he needed almost 600 plate appearances to get there. So the seven so far in 171 is a pretty good rate you got to feel like, you know, he may be that he's the type of guy that might get traded, you know, to a contender just because he can help out um, in a lot of different spots, but batting average steals, you're not getting much pop, probably not going to get much counting stats, although he is batting first. So that's, that's not a lot, but he's also on the Marlins who I have stacked in many leagues and it's not, it's not pretty. So I, he's a fine pickup. I would have him in there for the four against Cincinnati and then kind of drop him next week. That would be my my play with him. Yeah, no, it's I, I get the fact he's not a long-term play, but uh, if you're looking for batting average, looking for stolen bases, he's like a poor man's Luis Arias right now. Like you can have some fun with that. Uh, I, I could see the appeal in uh, certain formats. As you mentioned, stolen bases are hard to find. Well, batting average is tough as well. So that's a, and you're, that's the, only, the one thing I will say, and you can use bigger brains than mine to figure it out, you might have too much of a sample size already to have a massive influence to change it enough installing bases for your team. But um, that's for you to uh, pencil out yourself and figure out. Hey, Luis Lazardo added in 71 leagues as high as 107. He threw four no hit uh, innings in his last rehab start, striking out three on Friday at AAA. I think the plan is to have one more rehab start potentially before he comes back with the Marlins. It's always a mixed bag with Lazardo. The stuff's great. The consistency on the mound has not been great. So uh, what's your thoughts on Hayes Lazardo? Yeah, he's a great, he's a great pickup just in terms of like a pure kind of spec. And if you're struggling on pitching and you're looking to get a little bit of that depth, um, you know, get maybe some quality ratios, maybe like me, I'm doing really well in one league, but my ratios are the problem. Like I'm doing pretty well in everything except for ratios in my OC and it's brutal because that's the worst thing to try to catch up on is your ratios. But a guy like Lazardo with his level of skill that he showed earlier on in the year, right? He was a different pitcher. As long as he comes back with that velocity, um, he could be the type of difference maker down the stretch who can provide that for you. So I can definitely see where people are, are interested. You know, the, the metrics earlier this year were really good. I mean, 34 and a half percent K rate. 
21% K minus walk. The, the, the control is a struggle, but you know, the stuff can be totally dominant. He dominated in the zone, which he hadn't really done before, which is key. Even getting a little bit of O swing right around league average, which he's traditionally under that. So a lot of like positive signs in terms of his development. The question will just be how healthy is he? How much run does he get out there? You know, all of those types of questions, but definitely a great speculation, I think. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. It's another one of those things that we've said with some of these other, like the Segura specs. If Lazardo's on, there's no one else really that might come up the entire season that's going to produce like Jesus Lazardo is. So uh, it's a definite spec. It's just hard for me to spec like over 100 bucks on a guy. That's where it gets tricky because he's got to stay healthy. We got to see the guy we saw earlier, and there's so many question marks there late in the season. How much money do you have left? Uh, it, it makes it a little more tricky. I get it. I get it if you can do it, if you can afford it. It's just a, a tricky one uh, if you factor everything, at least for me, when I'm uh, bidding on things. Let's stick in Miami for the third straight player. J.J. Blade added in 58 leagues as high as 104. He hit 20 home runs in AAA this year, stealing a bag, hitting only 228 with 27% strikeouts. Not great. So far this year, he's 3-for-9 with two doubles, a stolen base since he got called up, striking out 22%, but walking 11%. So he showed walk skills in the minors. Strikeouts are still there. He uh, hasn't hit the home runs yet, but three doubles is promising for Bode. Uh, Garrett Cooper's on the IL. For now, he's going to the IL, one of the two. So Bode's got a little bit of playing time here. We'll see how long he sticks, but uh, super talented. I believe we saw him in the fall league last year, I think. But uh, very, very talented prospect. We'll see how it pans out in his time with Miami. Yeah, you know, I really wasn't that interested. I was trying to – I can't remember. Like, was he um, – was he – available in all leagues did he play on saturday he did didn't he yeah he did yeah um yeah i you know if you look at the if you look at the projection for blade it's just you know 196 batting average three home runs one steal and 107 plate appearances so 18 and six with a 196 yeah you know Batting average, I think the batting average is the huge question mark for me. I mean, a 27% K rate at AAA, you can only anticipate that's going to get worse. You know, he did have the 20 home runs, but a 228 batting average, extreme fly ball guy. Um, so that's probably not going to benefit the batting average at all, though he's got he's 75% ground balls, but only four balls in play so far, which, if my math is correct, means that three of those balls in play have been ground balls. Yep. See how I did that? Well done. Um, well done. Yeah. So I wasn't really interested in Blade. Wasn't on any of my lists. Wasn't on my radar. Um, yeah. Big thing for me is can is he how long is he sticking for? That question. And uh, we've talked about it time and time again with these young players and the ones that strike out a lot in the minors. That usually transitions for at least a time being in the big. So I was kind of nervous to put put my chips in on someone like that when I can go and he'll go get Austin Slater or something who's been playing well and it got some good matchups or something along those lines. So. We'll see how it pans out. Could be interesting. Could could pay off, but I, I'm nervous to see how it, it uh, goes the whole time. Uh, Jake Odorizzi picked up in 58 leagues as high as $27. Has a two-step this week. First step was Oakland. Got shelled. Five innings, five first, hits, six first earned, step, two homers, good. two strikeouts. And I, I wrote about this at HQ on Monday. This was his third straight start against the A's. That usually does not end well. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's made, this is his fourth start since coming off the IEL. Third straight. First one was really good. Second one was mediocre. This one, not good. It's a trend. I don't, I don't care how good of a pitcher you are. Professional ball players, even the worst teams, will pick up on something that many times straight through on you. I don't care who you are. So uh, it did not go well for Odorizzi. And um, it's it's the story with Odorizzi. We've seen good stuff from him, and we've seen a lot of this also. And you never know what you're going to get with him. So I wasn't super aggressive on him this week. What you're telling me is that Jake Jake Odorizzi is like a box of chocolates. Yes, you never know what you're going to you get. You never know what you're going to get, Bubba. Yep, very, um, very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, Odorizzi, you know, the ratios are, are decent heading into this game. I didn't know about the three straight against Oakland. That's interesting. Um, and a good call right there. You know, 48 innings pitched, only 36 Strikeouts, measly 9.4% swinging strike rate. K-minus walk isn't very good at 11.2%. Although he's not walking, guys. You know, O-swing is slightly above average, but he can't dominate in the zone. Really has only had one year in the last five where he's been good in the zone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
You know, he's 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 getting by essentially with a low walk rate and a very low home run rate that's more than half of what it usually is. And generally when that happens, you uh you get you get a little get a little rude awakening. But I can definitely see why people went with it, you know? Yeah. Um well, who what's the second half? Seattle. Yeah, I mean you can't ask for you can't no, ask it's a great that. it's a great two step. hundred yeah. percent a great two step, but uh I guess I guess we talk about it all the time. Not all two steps are created equal, and it, it's great. But Odorizzius doesn't. I don't know. It's lazy analysis. It doesn't do it for me. And a lot of it's the strikeouts. If you you let too many balls go and play, your your chances of getting beat up are a lot heavier. Obviously, it's common sense stuff, and uh, that's what he does. That's what he does. So he on paper he should should have worked that well. But wasn't it Kikuchi like a week or two ago? Same situation. Oakland just destroyed him too. Oakland's um, like hasn't been that bad recently. I feel like I don't know. Like hitting been, wise, they've been better. Yes, they've been definitely been better. Like still kind of bottom feeders, but they've been much better. Like the Angels are kind of overtaking the bottom feeder uh, stand from them. Marlins are taking that from them as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the perks of playing DFS and doing that every day. Is you kind of pick up on teams that are kind of heating up, and kind of not. And uh, for those that played DFS, Odorizzi was like the chalk of the chalk pitching wise today. Him and Manaya, and they both got shellacked. Mm, so, oh man, goes to show you there. There no, there no Nick Lado, lol. You know Dude, the man, the man. So the red hat, see. baby. Yes, this is all Nick Lodolo and Jonathan India and Brandon Drury, baby. We're it coming deep, for you. Yeah. Fantasy goodness, fantasy goodness on bad teams. It's such a great, it's one of my favorite things about fantasy. One of the best parts about fantasy. You can have a bad team, still get fantasy goodness. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, Reds are a spitting example of that. Jeff Erickson can tell you all about it. Um, Stephen Kwan. This is another fun one. You know, everybody loved him. Then he sucked and he went back to the uh, waiver wires. Now he's kind of producing again. Picked up in 57 leagues as high as $48. Since the six, he's played 15 games. He's hitting 369. One home run, though, one stolen base. Has scored 13 runs, doesn't strike out much. So he's doing what we expected, hitting for good average, scoring some runs, but still not much in the other departments. So that's always the frustrating part. can't remember who tweeted it out if it was um, – uh, I think it was Russell was tweeted it out. A really, really good fantasy baseball player. Uh, says, why is it every time I stare at my waiver wires, I sit there and stare at Quan's name? And I'm with him. Like, he's been on the wire forever. I'm like, yeah, I just I can't do it. He just doesn't do it for me, but – he got picked up a lot this week. So what's your thoughts on it? I, I get it. He's producing, but it seems just like so empty, so empty when he does it. Yeah, it is so empty. It's horribly empty. Um, and really like the challenges in a 12 teamer, you can't really use that, exactly. especially in a 12 teamer in a 15 teamer. It's just so hard to use that. I mean, you guys got two Homer homers yeah. and four steals. Um, I mean, I guess you could say the same, or six deals, I guess. I guess you could say the same thing about like Andrew Benintendi at this point, um, who I have on a bunch of my rosters. So, you know, what can you do? But Quan, yeah, it's just, I mean, he is who the guy who we, we, we thought he was like in week three or whatever when we did did the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing's changed. So it's, if you want empty batting average, okay, more power to you. But that's why, like, I was with Russell. I was like, yeah, I'm just not touching this at all. Like, I if if he if he pops off more more power to him, I don't see it happening. At least with Ben Intendi, we've seen him do it before. We've never yeah. seen Quan do it. Like he's never done it before. Even in the minors, he's never been this power speed guy that uh, people are hoping for. So, like Benny's got 2020 upside at some point in time. It's there somewhere. It'll probably happen once he gets traded. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. Back to Miami. Bad teams, fantasy relevance. Braxton Garrett picked up in 54 leagues as high as 107. We talked about him a lot last week. He followed up that six shutout 11K performance against Pittsburgh with six innings, one earned seven Ks against Pittsburgh. So you want to talk about bad teams getting back-to-back starts? Unlike Jake Odorizzi, Braxton Garrett got the job done against Pittsburgh. Um, I love Braxton Garrett. I talked about him enough last week. I think he's a great pickup. Had him in a lot of places already. So I didn't need to add him anywhere. Yeah, I'm just bitter that I had him like eight weeks ago, you know, on every single team. And then I dropped him. So we covered him extensively last week. I, I think the same analysis plays. I'll be interested to see how he does against better teams, but that's yes. a little bit foolish. Cause it's like, he's already done great against the bad team. So you can't really like, what do you want from him? You know, like you should not give up a hit and you should strike out 12 guys next time against the bad teams. No, like exactly. he's done exactly what he needs to do. 
Um, and for that, you're thankful. I'm just upset because I added JT Brubaker. Or actually, I think I had Garrett higher, but I ended up with JT Brubaker and he did not pitch. So he had the two-step this week, which is whatever, fine. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I'm just bitter. Yeah. Brubaker was okay today, but yeah, it wasn't what, uh, cause I had, I had in a lot of places too. It was not what we were, it was like two runs, only like four K's. You're just like ah, against the Cubs. Really? Really dude? Against the Cubs. Like it could have been so much better than that, but at least he didn't get rizzied. So we're good there. Um, next up we have Yandy Diaz, uh, 45 leagues as high as $38. And honestly, I first, I'm like, why is everyone grabbing Yandy Diaz? Is it like a great matchup week for Tampa Bay? It's not bad, but since July 1st, Diaz hitting 373 with only one homer, with 13 runs, 15 RBIs, walking 13.6% of the time, striking out less than 10% of the time. It's pretty impressive. That'll play. Still, it's almost like Quan, though. No power, no speed. But uh, at least he's getting you three categories instead of like two and a half. But, uh, yeah, Yandi, he, I, I was I was surprised at how well he has been. I kind of slept on that one. Yeah, he's worse than Quan, honestly. Um, yeah, I can see that. He's like... Juan with 114 max EV and nothing to show for it. Um, balls, baby. I know. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely brutal. So I can see, I mean, he's got four against Baltimore to start off the week. And then he's got, um, he's got Cleveland, you know, and, and it's not great. Like he gets Bieber, but then it's please and, uh, McCarty. So yeah, I mean, I can, um, I can see why people are interested in it, but really like he's not really providing you with anything really. Yeah. Like, I think he's a good spot play, you know, he's yeah. got four games. So play him in there, you get some runs, you get whatever. But if you keep him in there for too long, you're going to end up with nothing on the season. You know, like yeah. you're going to end up with eight home runs, two steals and a good batting average, which is fantastic. But you know, it's tough to make up that that level of ground in the other categories. 100% agree. Uh, next up, JT Brubaker, the aforementioned, uh, picked up in 43 leagues, as high as $36. Six innings, two, uh, two runs, two walks, four Ks tonight on Monday. It just sucked because he came in, you know, pitching well. The biggest thing I loved about him, four straight with six or more Ks. Uh, seven straight of five or more Ks. Like he was doing the things we needed, still throwing good starts out there without getting shelled, getting the strikeouts. Didn't get it with the Cubs, but he's got a two-step this week, so let's hope the second one pans out. But I've actually been rostering Brubaker for a while in certain formats, so I think he's got he's had some relevancy. So I'm still optimistic, but uh, what are your thoughts on JT? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, I think we talked uh, we talked him. By the way, Josh Rojas has three steals today. Yep, he had two in his first at bat. He was uh, – yeah holy cow it's the stuff you dream about um yeah brubaker we talked extensively about him last week but like getting rid of the four seamer going to the sinker addressing some of the home run issues he did give up a home run to rafael ortega today but you know i think mostly he was he was all right um so yeah yeah i mean i think i think he's definitely playable in 15s i think he's a spot guy in 12s but with that two-step you know roll him out there i rolled him out there on my oc Yep, me too. Uh, Ozzy Albies picked up in uh, 42 leagues as high as $39. Reports came out that he's hoping to be back mid to late August, so you still might have three to four weeks to stash Ozzy Albies. But we know he, he can be a game changer. Wasn't the most impressive start to the season for Ozzy Albies, but the dude can play. We know that much. So uh, people started to stash. I did not, but what about you? Um, yeah, I did not with Albies. It's just a little far away and I am concerned about the broken foot is that can impact the speed and how slowly are they going to take it? I, I can't remember. Are they in first place yet? Or the Mets in first place? What's going uh, on there? Let me find out for you. I got it right here. Uh, standings. The Braves are two games out. Okay. Ooh, I, some good news. Bye-bye. What happened? Well, I don't know if it's really good news. I hope you don't have him, but Gonsolin, it looks like he's getting lit up by the Nats. Wow, this is a nice, day. nice, nice little regression. All the popular up. pitching targets. Sorry, sorry, shelled. everybody who's got Gonsolin on there. This is just me being bitter, you know. Um, but <laughs> like the one thing I'll say is there's no worse feeling, or I mean, there's many worse feelings, but like in fantasy, when there's a guy who is just playing out of his mind. Yep. And like the metrics don't necessarily support it, but he's just like been so, you know, been so good. So like Gonsolin, 
Gonsolin, it's just like, you know, what was his Babbitt? It's Babbitt's like, oh, reg- the regression. 197, you know, like the regression he, monster was coming and it's, it's arrived. Oh, yeah. Like his K rate's 24.2%. His K minus walk is 17.4. Like there's nothing stupendous at all about what he's doing other than batted ball quality. And so it's just, you know, it's anyway. Anyway, I'm just I'm just bitter. Um, so with Albies, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a little further away, a little bit more of a serious injury, I think. And so I think the 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 um, yeah, I just think they're they're um, uh, it's just too much. Too many things can go wrong. I think at this yeah. point, but I understand That's it. Right. I understand yeah. it. I understand it for sure. If you can stash, I get it, but I'm not in stash yeah. mode right now, so it's not my thing. Uh, Jacob Junis picked up in 42 leagues, as high as 29. We talked about him recently to pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Two starts this week, went four and a third, one and two Ks. I watched that whole thing. It was really good. They're ramping up his pitch count. That's the biggest thing. And it was a typical Giants. He should have gotten through five, but another drop fly ball, prolonged things, and got him. didn't let him get through five. But he looked really good, getting the job done. Um, I think the idea is to get to about 75 to 80 pitches as next starts. So then starting next week, he'll be back to just full go, which sounds great to me. So uh, I think we've talked about Junis quite a bit on this show. Yeah, we talked about him last week too. So it's fine. I threw him out there in my 15 teamer where I have him in a, in a, in a DC, you know, he's, he was fine. He's fine. Subject to blow up the full, the ceiling isn't that high. Cause he doesn't get the K's, but um, you know, he also isn't walking guys at all. So. That's a that's definitely a plus as well. No doubt about it. Uh, Carson Kelly, catcher for the D-backs, picked up in 38 leagues as high as $59. Uh, popular draft day selection stunk tremendously. But he's really starting to get it going since he's coming off the uh, IEL. He had a two-run double so far on Monday night. And if you just go back, let's geez, you go back to let's just let's just have a nice round number here of a uh, June 26. That sounds like a round number to me. Um, June 26, he's hitting 370 with five home runs. Only striking out 13.3% of the time. He's playing very, very well. I picked him back up in a lot of leagues because I dropped him everywhere when he was hurt. Um, and he, he's producing. He's starting to look like the dude. He's leading an awful lot for the D-backs, which is wild to see as well. So the revolving door at the catcher's position that we talk about time and time again, it is Kelly's turn to do some damage. Yeah, I guess so. Man, I had him in my lineup for a little bit when Danny Jansen was out. Um yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. Like, I liked him heading into the season, you know, a 230, 240 guy, potentially. A uh, decent amount, number of homers, but, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have much to add around Carson Kelly other than, like, have him in there when he's doing well. and Especially weeks with lefties. Yeah, there's That's only two really this want. week, you know, so yeah. it's not like a, an abundance of them. But. And his two-run double came off Sammy Long, who came out of the bullpen, and he's a lefty. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Just take advantage of it while you can. Um, Cutter Crawford, the dude we talked about a ton last week. He was added yeah, in 37 yeah, yeah. leagues as high as 40 bucks. I got him every single place I possibly could. Um, we talked about it. I'm a believer. Maybe he proves me wrong, but I'll take my chances, and I'm a big fan of what we saw. Decent start his last time out. Uh, yeah, big things I hope coming for Crawford because that that Red Sox team is bad right now. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see see what they do. Um, yeah, I really like Crawford a lot last week in 15s. I didn't end up getting him, so I didn't like him enough. But in the he's got what six now? He's got six yeah. starts. He's been awesome um, under his belt. Yeah, he had been awesome in his first five. I haven't looked at the last six. It was okay. Nothing but, special, special, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, but like the skills were really, really good. I was actually really impressed. I was kind of pissed off at myself because in a 20 team dynasty league, like I, I didn't go very hard for him. So yeah, um, 86.2 in zone contacts so are right around league average, but in those six starts, 34% O swing. Love to see that. That's why his 6.5% K uh, walk rate is not surprising. You know, 11.1% swinging strike, 27.6% K rate, you know, so he's kind of checking most of the boxes, not all of the boxes. And you never know, like maybe the velo will dip a little bit as the season progresses or whatnot. But, um, you know, he's got a, he's got a good slider, 18% uh, swinging strike rate. The cutter is nice. 13.5% second most used pitch gets a lot of O swing. He he better have a good cutter. 
better. With that name. It's spelled K. It's spelled K inside his plate discipline metrics. It's written written in the stars. Like, he's got to have it. It is. It is. Um, So, yeah. So, I think he's a nice little pickup, nice little spec. In 12s, I'm fine with it. I think, what does he have this week? He's... um, Is it Cleveland? I think. He's got Cleveland. That makes sense. Yeah. He's got Cleveland. And then, if you kind of play it out, you could have a two-step next week at Houston and then at KC, but Waka might be back or Hill might be back by then. So, um, you know, but I, I think it's a nice little spec. Most definitely. Uh, Seth Brown added in 36 leagues as high as $26. Got put on the paternity list today. Ooh, right before the, the Monday game. paternity list. Man. Yeah, that's a, One that's of these a, guys can start thinking about other people when they, I when know. they, How, and, they and have big, and babies in their family. And they're you know? crushing out of Rizzi too. Like, gosh, what could have been? No. Um, what's crazy is we talked about him before a while back. You know, we the did. power speed he brings. Just doesn't hit for Seven a lot of average. Steals. It's crazy what he's doing. But like over the last like two, two to three weeks, He's hitting 267, but only two home runs and no stolen bases. So all of a sudden, he's hitting for average and no power and speed. He's been quite the dichotomy of fantasy production this year. But uh, people are starting to catch on, and they're adding them wherever they can right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I have much to add. Batting average liability. Those seven steals are, are really nice combined with the home runs. So, I mean, again, you could get like a 20, 2010, 2012 guy here. And even with a 230 batting average, there's there's worse things to happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, anybody else you'd like to discuss? Because we're getting into the, the, the murkiness here. Kyle Lewis coming back from injury. Danny Jansen, we know how good he is. Cole Irvin, kind of streamable. Austin Slater, I added everywhere. Um, you know, Finnegan, the closer for Washington now. For now, Ranger Suarez had a two-step. Uh, any other thoughts of guys that were added this week? Not really. I don't think so. All right, let's go over our ad drops for the week. Okay. This is when I this is where I embarrass myself. <laughs> I love how you say that in the next you know, Toby wins like four leagues. Um, here we go. Fab results. All right. League number one. I was the only human being on earth interested in Roman Quinn uh <laughs> this weekend. Uh for nine dollars nonetheless, with zero dollar backup. Dropped Hasyan Kim. You know, Quinn played uh the last two games of the um, of the weekend, he may be in a short slide platoon, but if you need speed, I mean, Quinn has done it before with the Phillies. He's had weeks where he's got three, four, five steals. You know, like we're all plunking around hoping that Jonathan VR steals or hoping that Josh Smith steals. It's like Quinn, if he's playing and he gets on base, he's going to steal. It's just a matter of him playing enough and getting on base enough to steal. And so that was kind of my my gamble. He's splitting a platoon with with Brett Phillips, who has got, I mean, you know, and uh, what is it called? Uh, full disclosure, I, in a 20-team in a dynasty league, I traded a second-round pick for Brett Phillips when he went on that heater because um, I was convinced that he had, like, changed his uh, approach at the plate and he, and I need steals bad, and that's probably the worst trade I've ever made in the history of my life. But with Roman Quinn, I mean, I think especially with seven games this week against two teams that aren't great at holding runners, um, I think I I love Quinn. Um, You know, like I feel like he's gonna have he's gonna have a steal every time he gets on base. (laughs) He's just got to get on base. He's got to get on base. The hard part. Got to get on base. So um, yeah, I was kind of all in on Quinn this week. Uh, Josh Smith, I added, even though despite everything I've said <laughs> against him, uh, dropped Rafael Ortega. I've got like, it's like six steals is five points in this league, something like that. And it's a standalone. Uh, seven bucks, runner up of five. Um, you know, again, he's playing strong side platoon. He They did drop him in the order. But the one thing I'll say about Smith is he's been really unlucky. I mean, his BABIP's been around 250, 260 despite being really fast, despite having a 30% line drive rate. Like he's, he's got great O swing. Like it's around 20%. He's making a ton of contact. So it's all there. And I feel like he's been unlucky. So I'm hoping he goes on a little bit of a run and, you know, he's doing pretty well. I mean, he had a base hit today. He had a base hit over the weekend, even though it took Lou Trevino out of the game. So I kind of hate him, but, um, (laughs) you know, uh, I had a Dylan Floro everywhere. I dropped Marco Gonzalez. 
Um, again, this is a team that has a bunch of K's and it's just like, man, if I've got a bunch of K's and a decent number of wins, I don't want to be throwing Marco Gonzalez out there, man. Like, I'm just not sure what he does for me at this point. Um, and he could have a really strong second half and I could kind of eat my words, but he's kind of been bad now for maybe a full season. And so, yeah, so I'm shying away. I added Jake lamb for four bucks, um, drop Joey Gallo for three, you know, lamb is going to have five out of seven games against the nationals and, uh, the Rockies, including three out of four, um, in Colorado against right-handed pitchers. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And he's been hitting towards the middle of the lineup. Then I also added Dylan Moore for a buck drop Nick Gordon, the Dylan Moore play. He's played the last four or five. What's that? Steals, steals, steals. Yeah. And he's also, um, he's been, he's played the last five because Julio's injured and then Winker got injured a little bit. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but just hoping that he plays like maybe three of these four games here. And then added uh, Colin Pache just as a kind of high leverage um, good relief pitcher theoretically. Um, so that was one league. Jeez. Uh, next league added Jose Quintana for 33 bucks, uh, runner up of 25. Love what Quintana is doing. Love him as just like a starter and a 15 teamer. He's perfect. Drop Tyler Duffy added Bobby Dahlbeck. This is the beginning Ooh. of my Bobby Dahlbeck ads. Uh, I already had him on that other team. backup bid, dropping Marco Gonzalez. And then added Matt Veerling, dropped Tyrone Taylor. Veerling is hitting towards the top of the lineup, at least against lefties. He's playing every day. He had a steal today, hitting the ball well. Um, I like Veerling. I have for a while. He's on a bunch of my DCs, so excited to be seeing him getting a ton of play. Uh, In my main, uh, added Gene Segura for $47. Runner-up of 17, dropped to Kiel Badu. Added Bobby Dahlbeck, dropped Jonathan VR. God, what a waste of 70 bucks that was. Um, 18, if you can see how desperate for speed I am. It's pathetic almost, honestly, uh, if we're being honest with ourselves. 18 bucks for Bobby Dahlbeck, runner-up of seven. Added Dylan Floro, dropped uh, Tyler Duffy, a bit of seven. Runner-up of one. I think Floro's, I think Floro's going to have the role. I mean, Bass, you know for whatever you believe about small samples, man, that dude has had like four save opportunities for the Marlins and blown every single one of them. Floro had thrown the two days before Bass got his attempt, including after Tanner Scott in the game before when it was a run one run lead. He's been pitching very well recently. I also think that Bass is going to get dealt. He's in the second year of a two-year deal. I think he's going to get moved because he's been really good. So I was kind of all in on Floro as a, as a closer spec drop Tyler Duffy again, Duffy may get saves, but he's in a, he's sharing the role with Duran and you know, I I want, I want it all the time and Duffy doesn't strike anybody out. So Uh, then I added Roman Quinn dropped Tyrone Taylor, $6, $0 backup bid. The thing with Taylor is I don't mind Taylor. Like he's back. I held him through when him being out, but, they're hitting him ninth, you know, a lot. I did see that he was up to like seventh or sixth today, which was nice. He hit that home run on Sunday, but he's not playing every day. The, the Brewers are going to go out and get an outfielder. It's just murky. So I moved on from him. Maybe it'll be a mistake. I don't know. Next league, I added Bobby Dahlbeck, 18 bucks, runner up of one. Don't anybody count the number, the amount of money I'm wasting on overboots here. Dropped Hassan Kim. Added Dylan Floro, dropped Bailey Ober. Who kn- God knows where Bailey Ober is. He might as well be like Waldo at this point in time. You know, like, <laughs> where is Bailey Ober? Somebody please get me an update on Bailey Ober. A uh, bit of 13 bucks, uh, runner-up of 10 for Floro. I also got Bass there. Seven, uh, runner-up of zero. I dropped Brad Hand, who's also in a, seems like a little bit of a time slot, but it things like seems like Dominguez is kind of running away with that gig. He got yeah. the save today. So I dropped hand and then I'm just hoping that either Bass or Floro becomes the guy full-time with the Marlins. Then I'll just kind of roll with that, with that guy in this particular league. Um, in my OC, so 12 teamer, I added Vinny. Vinny, Vinny P. He was Vinny sitting P. there. He was still on the waiver wire. He was dropped, man. I had him for wow. 67. Drive People can't back read the metrics. Huh? 22. People don't care about the metrics, Bubba, man. 
added wow. Nick Lado LOL. He was available? He what was, league I, is well, this? I dropped him the week before. I dropped oh, okay. him the week before because I knew I could come back and pick him up the next week. Okay, I was Bye-bye. about to go, holy shnikes. Man, and he's got a nice little two-step. He had the Marlins yeah. day, got the win, got the Ks, got the zero earned runs. Then he's got Baltimore on the weekend, which is actually like a little bit of a tough matchup. I dropped Lou Trevino, but in that league, I have Sir Anthony Dominguez. Now, do I have Dominguez? I have Holmes. Yeah, I think I have Holmes, Dominguez, and Hader are my three closers in that You're league. Okay. So I feel pretty good. And then I added uh, Ramon Urias, dropped Jonathan VR, um, TGFBI, where I have those three Josh Rojas steals. So I'm excited to see where I'm at in the standings now. Uh, added Bobby Dahlbeck for $23. What? Who is this what guy? Was the one, what was the runner-up bid? Runner-up bid is zero. Drop Brad <laughs> Hand. Oh, my God. Added Joe Adele, $3, zero runner-up bid. Uh, Akil Badu is the drop. Added Jake Lamb for 2 bucks. Drop Gavin Sheets. And then finally, I apologize, folks. Man, did I do some wheeling and doing this weekend. Um, added Ramon Urias in Barf, 18 bucks, $12 backup. Drop Jonathan VR. Added Dylan Floro, dropped Josh Smith, $7, zero backup, and I'm spent. Fun times. All right. My first OC, I added Cutter Crawford, dropped Alex Wood, 33 for 14. Added Austin Slater, dropped Harold Ramirez, 13 for six. Added Darren Ruff, dropped Hassan Kim, eight for zero. It was supposed to be four lefties this week, and then uh, Gilbert got scratched today. So that changed things a little bit there. So I was really looking forward to my giant shares, but I like Slater regardless. He's been playing every day, even against righties. He's hitting like 360 something since he started playing every day against righties. Power is more so against lefties, but he's playing every day. He's running a lot. So I was in, I'm in on Slater regardless, but uh, the rough play was definitely more so seeing four lefties coming up this week. Now it might be three, unless Gilbert maybe goes tomorrow mm. on Tuesday and they switched him around. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, the next OC I got Cutter Crawford dropped Harold Ramirez 22 to 6, added Austin Slater, dropped Kevin Biggio 12 to 3, added Eduardo Escobar, dropped Michael Chavis 7 to 1, added Eric Hoff and his grand slam today, dropped Cal Raleigh 6 for 0. That, that was tough because Raleigh's been playing good, but Haas much, much better. And then I took the gamble because, well, it wasn't the top play for me on this one, but. Glenn Otto's got a two-step, uh, four to zero against Jazz Chisholm, who I had to drop. So we'll wait and see there. I'm looking for counting stats and pitching, so we're going two-step shopping. Uh, here's the OC where no one does anything. Here we go. Got Cutter Crawford, dropped Jeffrey Springs, which hurt a lot, but this was the move I had to make. Ooh, yeah, man, that, that's... I, I'm going to look to pick him up next week, especially in this league because no one's bidding, so I think I'll be okay. This is the OC you said? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I got Cutter Crawford, dropped Springs, $14, no runner-up bid. Got Austin Slater, dropped Harold Ramirez, 12, no runner-up bid. Gene Segura got added for $12, no runner-up bid. Um, Johan Durant, 8 for 0. These, are, these aren't for me, but I'm just telling you the whole – there's literally six picks. I added Adam Fraser, dropped Johnny VR, 5 for 0. Then AJ Pollock got picked up 1 to nothing. Literally no runner-up bids on these six bids this week. Back-to-back weeks of just garbage. Uh, there's been 11 bids the last two weeks. One runner-up bid of a dollar out of the 11 bids. So – yeah, it's pretty wild. People spend that kind of money to do nothing. And people make fun of industry leagues, Toby. Um, my other, my last OC, grabbed Austin Slater, dropped Jazz Chisholm 12 to 5, added Darren Ruff, dropped Harold Ramirez 8 to 0, Glenn Otto dropped Diego Castillo 4 to 0. That's the hitter, Diego Castillo, by the way. Um, my satellite league, added Cutter, Cutter Crawford, dropped Nelson Cruz. I've been dropping him everywhere. It's the last piece I think I had somewhere. Added Austin Slater, dropped Harold Ramirez. Added Brandon Belt, dropped Johnny VR. Added Eric Haas, dropped Tyler Stevenson. God, that sucks to see Stevenson go again. Uh, one of my OCQs added Cutter Crawford, dropped Hunter Strickland. Added Austin Slater, dropped Danny. He Dane gets the Dunn. save. Yeah, of course. Of course. We the talked Reds, about this last baby. Week. The I Reds. We talked, about, we talked about this last week. No matter what we do, they're going to screw us. Uh, added, uh, dropped Dane Dunning. Added Jacob Genus, dropped Mackenzie Gore, who actually left with an injury today. Yeah, um, sore elbow. That's not great. Yeah, I was already worried about him to begin with the low velocity, and now that might, su- might supplant it. Uh, my other OCQ added Cutter Crawford, dropped Aaron Savale, added Austin Slater, dropped Jazz Chisholm, added Brandon Belt, dropped Johnny VR, added Brubaker, dropped McKenzie Gore. You're seeing a trend in the guys I targeted this week. Um, Barf added Cutter Crawford, dropped Kendall Graveman. I told you I got Crawford everywhere. Added Dar- uh, That was 34 to 1, by the way, Barf. Thank you. Um, 
Added Darren Ruff, dropped Diego Castillo 13 to 5. Added Joey Bart, dropped Mitch Garver 3 to nothing. I don't know why that Garver dropped already. That was a total misstep on my part. Um, uh, da, 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 the last one, TGFBI. Dun, 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 dun. Added Darren Rupp, dropped Diego Castillo 12 to 3. Added Glenado, dropped AJ Minter 6 to nothing. So again, lots of rough shares. Didn't go quite as planned there. We'll see how the rest of the week plays out. But lots of Slater, a lot of uh, Crawford. Those are my main uh, my main three picks this week. And then some other ones you'll notice to be similar as well. All right, listener questions. We got a few. You guys have a few for us tonight. We have, I think, a total of uh, two. Or two? Yeah, two. Uh, Torres takes. How would you rank the closer stashes as we approach the deadline? Yeah, this is a tough one because I don't think there's like a ton of them, honestly. Um, I think for trades. me... There was like the Floro ad. Um, I know that Bass got the save opportunity. Again, I mentioned Floro, I think, pitched the two games before that. Um, Floro's been good recently, and I think Bass gets traded. So Floro is, is I don't know if he's like officially a spec because there were some backup bids on that, but I don't think a lot of people were heavy into Floro heading into it. Got to like Felix Bautista, although I don't think Jorge Lopez is going to get dealt. Um, Bautista has been kind of on my radar for a while, you know, David Robertson might be a good little guy to, um, potentially go, but I don't know who to go after there. Like the name I've heard is Efros. I mean, Efros is probably the best pitcher, but has yeah. he been throwing the eighth really? Like, well, cause they're saying Givens will probably get traded too. So it's like, you gotta go down the list is what it comes down to. So I've heard Efros's name thrown around could be someone else. But that's just pure speculation. Like I put out out of my like my waterfalls, as they call it, out of like my eighth pitcher I had for ads this week, I had Efros for a buck. Just, just Mm -hmm. like I got screwed everywhere. I was like, oh well, I'll spec on him for the week. We'll see what happens. He's good. He's very good. Um, Let me just see here. I'm trying to look at that closer chart on Fangraphs. Yeah. So Bautista Whitlock, I think, got the save today, right? Whitlock got the save today. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting because Hauk hasn't really been that good, has he? Yeah, no, Whitlock. Think? I think Whitlock's the dude. That was kind of been always a speculation once he came back. Like he did it last year too. Yeah. Um... You could look at Texas, yeah. but Barlow, Barlow will be back eventually. And Martin got yeah, Barlow. Barlow's day. an interesting spec, though. I think um, Mar- Brett Martin has been really bad skills yeah. wise. Once like, he got, he once he got the job yesterday, like <laughs> yep. But you know the skills are not are not good at all. Um, God, you know, Seattle's so not going to trade anybody, but go get like Munoz or something just to enjoy what he's doing because he might sneak in a save for you. Yeah, no, no. Who's a guy that I really like out of that bullpen is Matthew Festa. Uh, take a look at what he's been doing this year. I mean, he's been absolutely killing it um so he's a middle reliever but he got one save a little bit ago um, you know I don't, I don't think it's going to continue but um i would uh, you know the skills are are really really good uh i mentioned floro who's listed as a middle reliever currently um tanner scott is still listed as the closer on fan graphs. i don't know what that's about um man i mean Kyle Finnegan could get traded. So maybe Carl Edwards Jr., you know, potentially. There's just not a lot. I mean, Givens is a decent shout. I like that one. Efros, Chris Martin, yeah. you know, they have him to like a higher higher level contract, but I think he's on a two-year too, so I think he might be gone. You'll get AJ Puck. Well, Puck, they threw in the sixth today. They, I was thinking about I, that. I think it's Zach. Zach Jackson is the backup think there. I'm really Puck hoping could, Trevino, though. Really Puck could be like Trevino. that Seawald type where he goes certain games, he gets the saves, other games, he gets like two. It's going to be situational base with Puck. But if he's on like he can be, which we haven't seen consistently with him, he's got just electric stuff if he could ever figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been really good. He's been really good for sure. Um, I mean, the problem with the spec idea is you're assuming people like get traded and I don't know, like there's remarkably like very solid closer situations or teams that don't really have a closer. So those would be my best guesses right now. All right. The other question we have for tonight, our buddy Edwin Turnage asks, please grade my two $1 TGFBI streamers for the week. Greg Allen of Pittsburgh and Frankie Cordero of Boston. Is it the last gasp for these guys? Um, 
I mean, with Allen, I really liked him before the Brian Reynolds news that he was coming back. It's just so crowded in that outfield. It's hard to know. And you get kind of screwed because today on Monday, you know, the lineups come out and Allen's not in there. But I liked him. I was talking about him on on Sunday a lot Um, and Saturday as well as like a guy that I was really interested in. But then the Reynolds news and they've got Cal Mitchell and like they've just got so many guys to get playing time in there right now. Um, and it's not really clear when they're going to get it. So he was a little bit further. He was he was below Roman Quinn on my lists. So that's a lot right that. there. Yeah. Well, Roman Quinn was at the top of my list, so that's a lot <laughs> there uh, too. <laughs> and then um, the other guy was um, who was that? Uh, Franchi Cordero. Oh, I mean, you got a steal today. I think I think it was yep. one for four with a steal, or maybe and that was yesterday. I can't remember, but when it comes I mean, to Franchi, he struck out fifteen out of sixteen plate appearances. So you know, yeah. there's some positive regression coming his way. And Bobby Dahlbeck stranded like 18 runners today and like struck out a bunch, whatever. And he's going to gain third base eligibility for you. He already has it. In, uh, oh, he already got it. I think he already had yeah, it. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. playing there for Devers every day now. That's yeah. a wild one. But Franchi's a fun one. Like anybody that's watched baseball long enough, I'll never forget when he came up with the Padres and hit just an absolute laser of a moonshot to like center field. And everyone's just like, oh, the exit velocity, oh, the barrels, all oh, this. Like it's the greatest stuff ever. He hasn't put it together consistently. Like the tools are there. It's just one of those. Is he never going to do it at the big league level? It's it's going to be interesting. But he's getting run. So in a fifteen teamer, I I get it. If you're looking for that power and some speed, he said he got stolen base today. But uh, he's getting playing time. That's the biggest thing because the Red Sox team's a mess, big time mess. So I have to see how that oh, one yeah. plays out. But all right, Toby, episode under one hour. One hour. Wow. Final congratulations to everybody who listens. You guys have been demanding this for a very long time and you've, you've finally (laughs) gotten it. You finally got your way. Uh, any final thoughts as we have finished 17 weeks of fab for this season? Yeah. I mean, gosh, um, just a little bit long. It's going to be interesting. I actually haven't gone back and looked who was dropped this week in fab, but this time of year, you know, pay attention to who's dropped. People drop Nicodello and stuff. It's crazy. Lado LOL. (laughs) I mean, uh, that was me though. Remember? Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Okay, I was just making making sure. <laughs> hey, guys, sure. drop Jeffrey Springs too. It's it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. It hurt. It hurt. I know time. you did that. I felt like that was a personal slight. No, I still have him everywhere else. Trust me. It was like I needed Cutter Crawford, and I had no one else to drop him. Well, age. and you know he struggled to go five recently. That's Springs that was has. my biggest thing. Is Springs yeah. has not been going deep in games right now. That's my yeah. biggest thing. And we've seen the Rays yeah. do this before, and they want him like like this could be one of those things for the rest of the year with the Rays. And I'm like, I it's not going to help me out in that regard. Yeah, they got to start winning some games. Not though. in the twelve, especially not going to help at all in twelve. Yeah. So. We'll see. But final thoughts. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just keep keep plugging away. Hope you enjoy the Monday show, the Monday short, short show. Yep. Love it. Love it. Always fun. And uh, if you guys have any further questions, ask us for next week. We'll be back with you guys again. I think it's on Tuesday next week. We'll see. So it's got to be on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's on Tuesday. There you go. Problem gotta be on Tuesday. I'm going to be exhausted. I got my annual baseball trip this weekend going to Atlanta, going to hot Atlanta. Nice. To the new stadium there to Good. check it out. Nice. That'll be cool. True. Your, 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 your mic just went out. Oh, you're good. Man. Going to go check out the Chattanooga Outlooks as well. Nice. So, yeah. Minor league action as well. Going to come back with a new hat. I was about nice to say, I have a new league. White and blue and red Braves hat. You know, I like that. Old, old I like that old school. Yeah. I like that old school look. That's pretty I might buy get a couple it. other hats. I was like, get a Chattanooga hat. They got some cool Chattanooga ones. Chattanooga out. Do they? I love, yeah, I love minor league hats. I think the lookouts have the two eyeballs, like the eyeball emoji one. I think oh, those are the, the lookouts. I think uh, minor leagues they have some of the best stuff. I tell you, like it's pretty sweet, pretty sweet. I'll have to I check people, that out. Maybe I'll grab one. Yeah, check I it like out. That. But uh, until next time, everybody. Hope Toby has a great trip. We have some good fab. We'll see what his fab looks like while he's doing it on the road with his buddies oh, watching God, baseball. I don't even want to talk about that'll it. That'll be fun. The but, worst uh, weekend of the year for fab. Yep. I got Will Clark's retirement ceremony on Saturday. That's oh, cool. Yes. Or his number retirement, I should say. I'm supposed to be going. It's still like 50-50, uh, but oh, that, uh, that's supposed to be happening. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I hope you but, get to so go. We'll have some fun stuff to talk about next week. Uh, make sure you check out Toby on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. I'm at BD Intrick. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is another episode of Above the Bat Flip, episode 130. Catch you all later.
That's going to wrap us up for episode 226 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast in edition number 130 of Bubba and the Batflip. Hope you enjoyed uh, that show uh, on Monday, our Monday evening special uh, this week of under one hour. So um, this is just another great opportunity to thank all of you for listening throughout the throughout the year, throughout the years maybe even. Um, I hope this the podcast brings you value um, and really appreciate all of you. So thanks so much. Best of luck on your waiver wires. Take care and be kind to one another.